Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Kevin Palmieri, founder and host of Next Level University, a podcast on the global top 100 self-improvement podcast list. At Next Level University, Kevin works with people who want to take every aspect of their lives to exponential growth. Kevin understands the power of leveraging knowledge to generate success. He coaches people who want to know more than what they have now, whether it be for money, for love, or for success, by helping them change their daily habits. If you're interested in achieving more in your personal or professional life, you need to start with your daily habits. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. Fellow podcaster on the line, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. I appreciate it very much. It is a uh, genuine pleasure. And if our conversation behind the scenes was any indication of how this will go, it's going to be wonderful. So thank you again. I'm looking forward, man. So listen, Kevin, uh, tell me a little bit about who you are, what makes you so amazing? You have this great podcast, over a thousand episodes published so far. You have a rocking background I'm seeing in your, uh, you know, in your home office. So I love seeing that. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. So you did a very good job of doing that in the intro. My name is Kevin Palmieri. I am the co-founder, the CFO, and the co-host of Next Level University. And that really is what I am at the end of the day. I am a podcaster first. I love podcasting. I do all my coaching calls on this microphone with this setup because I love it so much. But I'm really, Jeff, I'm somebody who is really focused on trying to get a little bit better every single day. And even when you talk about the background in the studio I'm in at home, it didn't start out with this wall. It started out with a blank white wall with nothing on it. And then I said, okay, well, I want to get some sort of background up. And I researched and I found it. And then I ended up getting a light and then I got the bookshelf and then I got the picture of my fiance and I. So I am a, a very deep believer that if you can do a little bit better every single day for a long period of time, that is how change is really made. Success is not built overnight. It is built every day. And that is something that we really believe in. And I try to practice every single day. And if there's any part of me that is awesome or great, it is only because I've been putting in the reps every single day for the last five years. And it just adds up just like a bank account. It compounds over time. You know, what's interesting about that is, uh, you know, the repetition of those habits, right? Just, uh, you know, part of it was, you know, for me was just showing up. I mean, when I first started, when I first started my podcast, I'd say within the like first 30, 40 episodes, hmm. it's not that I hated it, but that I was like, my, my why wasn't focused, right? Cause I was, cause I was sitting there like, why am I doing this? Why am I interviewing all these other people? Why am I giving these people a platform? Right. And what is it doing for me? And 
I always had that altruistic uh, streak, you know, uh, the, the, you know, I was convincing myself, no, this is about paying it forward. This is about getting more information out there. That's fine, but that doesn't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to figure out then, you know, first of all, how you can serve your community and pay the bills at the same time. Yeah. Right. Cause that's ultimately, you know, like what we're doing here. Cause anything else is just a job, right. You know what job stands for, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just over broke. So, you know, I didn't want to be in that position. Yeah. And I, what I started to figure out was that what's interesting about this platform was that you get to meet so many interesting people in an intimate environment, much, much, first of all, with much more frequency and also much with much better intimacy than you can using other means. So say, for example, if I was to cold call you, I probably wouldn't get on your calendar, right? Oh, you, you know, wouldn't like, even get an answer. It doesn't, you I get, I get the bot blocker. It goes right to voicemail. Exactly. So, you know, like, yeah, you know, you have that. And I mentioned in the pre-call, you know, like if we would have met at a convention, maybe would have got 90 seconds of your time in a business card if you had one. Yeah. Right. But being able to talk to other professionals of all different stripes, you know, on this medium is actually, it's the mother load. It's the mother load of networking because it, the worst case scenario, if you and I do not do business with each other, right, we still made great content. And that is a wonderful thing, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Next Level University, your podcast. Like, how did that come about? And what has been your system for, for consistently publishing content over a thousand episodes so far? How did that yeah. work? Yeah, it started just like everybody else does, Jeff. So what happened was I made six figures at 26 years of age. And when I opened my final pay stub of the year, I was expecting all of this happiness and all of this fulfillment and all of my internal states to change. And I just felt empty. And I said, oh, okay, I made a lot of money, but nothing really changed. I started a podcast after that because I, I realized that for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously of just kind of going through the motions, trying to figure out life. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I did what any 26-year-old man would do. I started a podcast called The Hyperconscious Podcast. And it, like everybody else, it started as a passion project. And, and that's really where it started. And I tried to hone my skills and, and learn more. But when it really started to be something I took seriously, it's when my business partner and I partnered up. So I have a very, very unique advantage over most podcasters where I have built-in accountability. Alan will never miss. I will never miss. So the level of accountability we have with one another is the reason we will never miss episodes. We talk about that all the time. If I was doing this on my own, I'm sure at some point I would have missed. And Alan said the same thing. If I was doing this on my own, I'm sure at some point I would have missed. But since we have that built-in accountability, that is one giant, giant reason The second thing is the public accountability. We say it all the time, and that's part of our brand, is when we start something, we only start it if we intend on doing it forever. So if we have like group coaching, we're only starting that because we intend on doing it forever. There's things that we haven't started because we know we're not going to do it 10 years from today. So I think that's another part of it. And then to your point, Jeff, the reason behind starting this podcast, it was not about money. It was not about fame. It was not about any of that. It was the deep belief that Alan and I both share, a core aspiration that we have, that if personal development was more accessible and acceptable, the world would be a better place. So for us, it's heart-driven, but no BS, holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Heart-driven. 
I won't, I want to tell you like it is. I love you. I care about you enough to tell you the truth. The no BS part is I won't lie about what it'll take for you to achieve the level of success that you want. And honestly, I'll tell you the truth that you might not want the level of success that you claim to want. So it's just, I want to be a real person who helps people in real ways. And I think a lot of the self-improvement industry has lost touch with that a little bit. And they're more worried about other things than helping and impact. How do you feel that podcasting has evolved, especially over the past, over the past couple of years, you know, now that uh, uh, more of us are working from home, you know, we're, we have greater control over our environments, you know, to make them better, make them more livable, livable, make them, you know, a better work environment, you know, for others. How do you think that has changed the way you have done business and the types of clients that you attract? For us, one of the things is it's allowed us to lower our costs because we had a, a custom podcast studio. I was traveling. I was driving an hour every single day. I barely ever leave the house now. So it definitely helped us lower costs, which we could pass on to different clients. But I think the what really helped us was there's very little wasting time. I mean, my studio is one minute, not really, it's three seconds from my bedroom. So when I wake up in the morning, I can come here and work. I can work anytime. I can always film content because my studio is always set up. So I think that particularly the pandemic, what it did was it showed us all that the world is evolving in a very, very, very quick pace. And most of us are going to be virtual and digital in some way, shape or form. I think what it did is, it made a lot of people go to video, Jeff. A lot of people pre-pandemic were doing just audio podcasts. And now I think a lot of people, since they realized how easy Zoom was and there's a bunch of other things, a bunch of other platforms like we're using today, they're very easy, they're cheap. And you know, you're at the point now where you should just throw up your stuff on YouTube because you might get some extra eyes. So I think that helped the podcast industry in a lot of ways. And I think it also gave people the freedom and permission to say, you know what, I've had this thought, I've had this passion, I've had this purpose, I've had this message in my mind for a long time. I'm going to figure out how to set it out to the world. And I think a lot of people started podcasts that never would have. And then with that, the last thing I would say is there's a lot lower barrier to entry, which means there will be a lot more people that start and quit. Anytime something gets really, really easy to start, it gets really, really hard to continue. I don't know why it's set up that way, but any one of us in the world, well, not necessarily in the world, but most people have the opportunity to go sign up to a gym. There's a big difference between signing up to a gym and going to the gym every day. So I think it has lowered the barrier to entry for podcasting, but I think that actually makes it harder for people because you don't necessarily have to crawl through the mud to start the show. You just go press a button and you're kind of off to the races now. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, you mentioned the, you know, the applications, the tech stack that we use in order to produce programs like this, you know, like Restream and, uh, you know, uh, Riverside, the microphones, you know, all the equipment that we get and all that. But all of that, I should say none of that doesn't mean anything unless you have, unless you have the drive and the habits in order to actually use them and put them to good use, right? And what happens is that if you don't have, if you don't have those processes in place, I talk about processes a lot on the show, right? If you don't have those systems and processes in place, you could really put yourself into a stagnant position where it's like, okay, I have all this fancy gear around me, 
but I'm not actually doing anything. Right. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I've admired from your side is the fact that you guys are producing content, you know, every day. Right. And it's one of those things that's like, you know, in the face of it, you'd look at him like, oh, my God, these guys, these guys must not sleep. How do you produce content every single day? Right. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm sure you take breaks and I'm sure you sleep more than an hour a night. So tell me a little bit about you know, like how you've put this system together, how you put together these, you know, these hourly, daily and, you know, weekly tasks together so that you are able to produce this mountain of content yet still have family time and still have, you know, the, you know, time with your loved ones and, you know, come with a fresh head in order to make this, uh, in order to make this all interesting and consumable for others. Yeah. So I would say one of the I don't know if it's a superpower, but one of the things we practice very often is batching. I do not do any other podcasts. I do not do any traveling. I do not do any coaching calls on Mondays. Monday, my calendar is blocked from eight in the morning until eight at night. And that's when we try to do all seven episodes. We try to do all of our episodes on one day. And then the rest of the week, we don't have to worry about it. It's coaching calls, other shows, whatever else may may happen. So that's how we get so much content out. What I would say is if you think about something like weight loss, okay, weight loss, there are certain things that you must do in order to achieve a weight loss goal. Now, when you break that out, it's okay. What are the behaviors I must do every single day? I must eat a certain amount. I should probably weigh myself to make sure I'm actually losing weight and I should exercise. Those three things if you do them correctly, you will most likely get the result you want. So if you take that approach and you think about it from a podcasting perspective or you think about it from a coaching client perspective or the through line of a business perspective, what are the most important behaviors I should be practicing every single day based on the results that I want? So if you're trying to grow your podcast, what should I be doing every day? Well, I should probably listen to a previous episode to make sure my audio quality is up to par. I should focus on a little bit of improvement when it comes to interviewing. Okay, that's fine. I should post on social media every single day. I should try to engage with my listeners to build a relationship with them, right? So we really think, okay, we're trying to get to this place in two years, five years, 10 years. What are the most important things we should be doing every single day based on that? And the reason I use the weight loss one is your day-to-day -day is going to look completely different than mine if you're not a podcaster. Jeff, yours could look similar because you're a podcaster. But if there's somebody out there, it's like, um, I want to make X amount of dollars this year. Okay, what is the number one behavior that brings you dollars? Uh, it's the amount of free calls I do. Okay, cool. Are we measuring how many free calls you're doing? And what's the number one behavior that actually brings you free calls? And then you keep getting more granular and granular. And then you end up having these five behaviors that you do every single day that bring you the one result that you want. Our belief is if you break that into health, into wealth, and into love, that's how you create a holistic, successful life. With health, maybe it's exercise and you know, weighing yourself and calories. With wealth, it's tracking your bank account. It's eliminating non-essential expenditures, and it's figuring out how to make more money. And then when it comes to love, it's self-love. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's yoga. If you have a partner, it's something like playing the gratitude game before you go to bed. Every single night before my fiance and I go to bed, we say one thing we're grateful for about one another because the ultimate goal is to have the most successful relationship possible. And relationships are based on growth. 
how do you grow together? You have conversations, you make sure you're in gratitude with one another. So it really starts with saying, okay, I want this result. What are the behaviors that I must practice in order to get that result? And then what are the behaviors I must practice in order to maximize the behaviors I'm trying to practice to get the result? It really it just gets granular pretty quick. But I think the weight loss one is a pretty good place to start because it's easiest to visualize that as a concrete example. You know what's interesting? I heard uh, Simon Sinek once talk about uh, weight loss mm -hmm. where, you know, people are expecting this result. So what happens? You know, you go to the gym, you know, you start working out, you work out for half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. You know, you you feel it in your muscles. You broke a sweat. And what happened? Absolutely nothing. Right. All you did was break a sweat. Right. And, you know, maybe you go the next day and you do the exact same thing and you go and you weigh yourself and it's like, you know, did your muscles get bigger? Did your did your weight go down? And chances are it's probably nothing. It's only when you start measuring those measuring those data points over weeks. Do you start to see a change? Yep. Right. And what happens is that you need to ensure that you have, you know, your motivation, your why your North star needs to be really, really focused on being able to, you know, on being able to achieve this goal. I think one of the things like, uh, you, uh, you know, for my podcast, I was just like, you know, if I get to 10 episodes, I'm going to be really happy. Mm. Right. And, and lo and behold, you know, I got to 10. I'm like, wow, that was easy. You know, maybe I should go for 20. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it just kept on going. And then all of a sudden I start getting all these offers, all these people wanted to get on, you know, cause once you put the microphone in front of your face, you know, people want to talk to you. And that was probably the most amazing thing about this. I'm like, wait a second, why do you want to talk to me? I only have 20 episodes, right? And what happened was, you know, people just kept on coming, right? And what happens is that I think, I think the big thing is that it's, uh, it's the magic of having a platform, right? We're not necessarily talking about a podcast specifically or a live show or even going daily on TikTok, right? But it's a platform. You know, and it's something that I see, uh, you know, I see with my kids, right? They were born with a platform in their hand. Mm -hmm. So they view platform very, very differently than you and I may look at it, right? Because they've had this for a long time. They have been Snapchatting forever. They have been TikToking forever now. And they know that, you know, depending on their level of, you know, self-confidence and risk and things like that, they could either go big on their, you know, makeup videos or whatever it is, or they can just, you know, be quiet and post pictures of their food like everyone else does, right? <laughs> One of the things that fascinates me about this whole thing is... Um, you know, like the daily monitoring of your habits, right? That was one, you know, that was the big thing that we we're talking about here with your one big tip is not only doing them on a daily basis, but monitoring their effectiveness, hmm. right? Let's talk a little bit about monitoring it and why that's, why that's so effective, uh, you know, for you and could be for others. How does that look in your world? Yeah. So it's based on the thought that the mastery formula in order to master something you have to prep for it you have to do the rep so you actually have to show up and do the presentation you have to reflect upon what you did and then you have to find a way to make it a little bit better so that's the thought process with measuring your habits every single day so this is what happens for us right now i think i have 20 habits that i track and then i have four numbers or three numbers that i track every single day so what happens is i track my habits it's run through a percentage and I get a percentage total productive output. How many things that I actually do that I was supposed to, and this is the number that's attached to a graph. And 
it has all of my data from when I first started tracking. So when I started tracking, I was tracking three habits. I think I was tracking uh, number of podcast listens, number of fears chased, and number of clients or something. And that's where it started for me. But the reason it's so important to track it is because number one, it's very difficult to notice changes unless you're looking at the numbers. Emotions can lie. Feelings can lie. You know, vibes can lie. Momentum can lie a little bit. The numbers don't. So it gives you a real logical look at the success that you're making. But another important piece is it gives you important perspective of, wow, I remember when I used to do three things a day and I thought I was super productive. Now I do 20 things a day and I still have days where I don't feel productive. Why is that? Well, I'm just getting better. I'm getting more productive. I'm getting more efficient. So I think with anything, it's unreasonably important to measure it in whatever way you can. Even listening back to a podcast episode is me measuring how well I'm doing. Tracking the listens is measuring how well that's converting to listens. Measuring the money is how well are we converting this brand to impact. So I think that a lot of us, we want to think that we're doing really well or the opposite. We think that we're not doing very well. And making sure that you're measuring and managing the right things will prove to you whether or not you are. I had a client one time, Jeff. She said, uh, I, I, I'm broke. I don't have any money. I don't know where all my money is going. And I said, how much money do you have in your bank? And she said, I don't know. I haven't looked at my business bank account in like 10 years. And I said, well, how do you know you're not making any money then? And she said, I don't know. I can just tell. And I said, I want you, that's your homework. Look at your bank balance. And she looked and she had 20 something thousand dollars in her bank. It's like, that's not, you're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. But if you never looked at that, it's very hard to manage what you're not measuring. And I think a lot of us are either afraid of the feedback or we're not ready for the feedback or we don't know how badly we need it yet. Amazing. What an amazing story. I mean, I think I look at my bank balance maybe like twice a day. Right. And that's Thanks. just how impressive I am with it. Right. Yeah, going a year without looking at it. I, I just can't even imagine that kind of example, you know, but also I think that um, I think that speaks to, you know, how differently people can run their own businesses and run their own lives. Right. And what happens is, you know, like a lot of us do a lot of these activities, maybe we'll just do it for ourselves, but not necessarily for a business, or maybe they'll do it for, you know, specific aspects of their lives, like just, um, you know, tracking how many Tinder likes I got, right. That could be one part of it. Right. But not track anything else, you know, in their, you know, in their lives. And what happens is that when you start applying these same concepts to your professional life, to helping you serve the people you've been called to serve, it, it can really have an exponential impact because, you know, let's face it, we've all done a pretty good job of managing our lives up until this moment. We're all still here, right? So, you know, that's really one of the things that really gets me, you know, like thinking like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And what are some of the, what are some of the tools, you know, that you can use? You know, like I've tried a lot of different tools. I've tried journals. I've tried, uh, you know, to-do lists, things like that. And really what it comes down to is finding the right tool you know, for the right job. And by tool doesn't mean you have to go out and buy another shiny object, right? It could just be a pen and paper, but just having a little bit more structure on what you do with that tool can actually help set, can actually help out in leaps and bounds. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, you know, one of the cool things about this. Uh, uh, Kevin, I wanted to ask you though, now that you have, 
you know, reach this critical mass of audience and you reach this critical mass of, you know, of achievement with your podcast and the way it spreads out across, you know, like all the other activities that you're doing, what would you say is your biggest win? What is the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that gives you satisfaction after you look back and say like, okay, yeah, I did this, did this, did that finished. It's all good. I don't know. I think it's probably what most podcasters would say. It's, it's the messages. It's the messages, not only the messages, but it's the fact that I can look at somebody's social media who listens to the podcast and I can see the changes. I can see the way their posts are a little bit different. I can see that they're being more positive. I can see when they get out of negative relationships that I knew were negative. That it's the, it's the ability to see the progress that people are making. And that makes me feel really, really, really good about what we're doing. We had somebody yesterday, we started our group coaching, uh, our seventh round of group coaching and somebody rejoined after they were in the first group. And we literally had like a moment of gratitude for this person and said, you've come so far in the last year or year and a half. You're like a different, a completely different human being. You have a podcast now, you have a business now. And seeing that sort of change and understanding that whether it's a big part or a small part, whether it's all us or very little us, having any part of that change in somebody is just the most rewarding thing in the world. I always say this, Jeff, and I'm sure you can attest to this. If you start a podcast to make money, you're probably going to end up leaving with your tail tucked between your legs. But if you start a podcast to impact and to contribute to a greater good, you can get that almost right off the bat. And then you can find a way to make it profitable. I think a lot of people have their P's in the wrong order. They start something for profit, not for passion. And then you try to convince yourself you're passionate about it. If you start something for passion and you find a way to make it profitable, I think that's the best thing in the world. So I would say that it's, it's the feeling I get when I realize that this kid who wanted to start a podcast is out there having impact that I never expected to have. It's very surreal. I take it very seriously. It's a, it's a very big responsibility. Uh, but I would say that is the number one win for sure. Amazing. What an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Uh, Kevin, can you let everyone know how they can learn more about your business and how they can reach out to you directly? Yes. So uh, I always send people to the podcast because that's seven episodes a week. And that is where you can get to know us at a deeper level. Our website is nextleveluniverse.com. That has everything that you need to know, uh, all of our free stuff, all of our paid stuff, all of the happy jazz. And then the best place to reach out to me is on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I do all my own social media. So if you reach out, I will get back to you. I promise. And then Kevin Palmieri on Facebook and LinkedIn as well are the other two. I'm not on Snapchat or Twitter or any of that. I just use the the big three for right now. Amazing. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a great conversation. I love nerding out on this stuff. And I think it's really interesting, you know, how you can, um, how you can really share, you know, and uh, uh, share a lot of great information you know, even amongst your peers and, you know, these conversations are what I feel would, you know, really have the greatest impact, right? Because people can really listen in, you know, two professionals talking about uh, podcasting and be like, hmm, I can do that too, yes. you know? So I think that's, I think that's really great. Thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was truly wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. 
The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.